My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Radical Intimacy with Dominique Drew. It is five o'clock on Wednesday. I am thrilled to be connecting with all of you guys and broadcasting from Asheville, North Carolina. Hope everybody's doing fabulously out there. I want to uh, welcome you today to reach out to me should you feel inclined, should you have any questions about the things that we talk about. Uh, you can find me as usual at Dominique Drew on Twitter. That's D O M I N E Y D R E W, Dominique Drew, or at uh, DominiDrew.com. I am, as you guys know by now, uh, a personal relationship coach for men. I specialize in helping single men attract a life partner through personal and dating coaching. And I do that through, uh, you know, in kind of a different way than a lot of people do. I don't uh, give advice. I don't talk about, uh, you know, what it is that you should be doing. And I would encourage you to be, uh, I wouldn't say skeptical, but uh, a healthy criticism, (laughs) a healthy skepticism um, of people who do. Because for a client to walk into my office or sign up for my course, which is a two-month online course uh, that I work with people with for the most part, uh, and and tell me their situation, and for me tell them what to tell them what to do would indicate that I have knowledge about them and their lives that they don't have, which is kind of impossible if you think about it. Um, I'm either telling you that you know you definitely should leave your wife, or you definitely should you know change your lifestyle in some way, um, and I could be wrong. I'm either assuming that I know more about your life than you do, which seems somewhat arrogant, or I'm indicating that there's a, a catch-all solution for something or a one-size-fits-all uh, type, of, type of situation. And that's just simply not accurate. Not in the, not in the world of, of humans and, and, and humanity, which is really, really wide and varied. So anyway, how is everybody? I hope everybody's doing super well out there. Uh, today, I thought we would chat a little bit about uh, communication and relationships. Um, you know, for me, that word is just super uninteresting. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a little bit overused or maybe um, I just, maybe I just, I, I don't know. I think it's just, it's either overused or it's um, under, under meaning. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a little too much, um, a little too much use on that. And what I end up, you know, sort of going to, I sort of end up tuning out when I hear that word. Um, and hopefully you don't. Um, and I, I, 
I, next time I'll try and think up a sexier word for, <laughs> for what I'm talking about. But this is such an important one because I swear to God, I mean, 90%, you know, I work with, with men, with single men primarily, but I also work with men in relationships um, and, and, and couples. And, you know, 90% of the problems are, are coming down to, to bad communication, you know, um, and people expecting things that, you know, they don't realize they're expecting or, or having agendas that they're not aware of. And all of that can come out with communication. So uh, apologies for the boring word. Um, hopefully it doesn't uh, carry a negative tone for you like it does for me. Um, but even if it does, um, you know what, this is, this is a, a huge, a huge movement in relationships. It's, it's really a huge part of it, a huge part of the flaws. Um, and again, yeah, probably 90% of, of issues come down to, to that in one way or another. So uh, while we're talking here, if you want to uh, reach out to me on Twitter at Dominique Drew with some questions, um, please feel free. I'm available. Um, you can reach out. We've had some people reaching out through uh, Demon Seed Radio at Demon Seed 69. Uh, of course, I'm coming to you live on DemonSeedRadioNetwork.com. So big shout out to those guys. They are fantastic. Much appreciation to all of them for the platform. So, <clears throat> so, so communication. So I really want to talk a little bit about, uh, oh, I had a great example. So I was just on this uh, in incredible trip where I was working with the couples uh, over in Europe. And uh, I had this, this great session with this, this lovely couple and they'd been married for, I think, 35 years. And they were quite fascinating. Um, they came to me and just said, you know, we, we want more, I think more intimacy was really what they were, was, was their words and what they were seeking. And, um, you know, I said, okay, you know, tell me about what you're looking for. And, you know, I turned to the woman and she, you know, she said a few things that she wanted, you know, more intimacy or having their eyes open during, um, you know, eye contact during sex and, and, and things like that. So I said, okay. And then I turned to, to her husband and I said, you know, what, what would you like? And he thought for a minute and he said, uh, I'd like some, I'd like more romance. I'd like more, more time, you know, for us to plan things and make them intentional instead of, you know, just being spontaneous. And I love being spontaneous, but I really, you know, seek, you know, something sort of a little bit deeper. And while he was talking, she cut in about three times or so, two or three times to sort of add things or her perspective or, yeah, but we do that sometimes or, yeah, but this, this, and this. So I'm watching this interaction because, you know, with, with my training um, and my intuition, which is, which is pretty stellar, if I may say so myself, um, uh, I'm, I'm watching, I'm not just listening to the words, I'm watching the dynamic of what's happening and I'm watching energetically what's happening. And this happens a lot um, between women and men, okay? Um, we've talked a little bit in the show before about sort of how men and women differ. Um, and, and one of the, the ways in which they communicate is one of the biggest um, indicators of that, okay? So this guy is taking a little bit more time to think and he's answering a bit more slowly. And she's sort of, you know, talking over him and she has no negative intent whatsoever. She's really trying to, to understand. But while she's trying to understand, she's missing the answer to her questions. <laughs> So she's seeking X and he's seeking Y. Turns out, of course, they're seeking the exact same thing. They just have different ways of expressing it. And this is so, so, so important. So 
she interrupted him three times and and I, you know, I let them sort of continue, let him finish. And we talked for a couple more minutes. And then I said, you know, for example, I was kind of making this point and I drew it back around to what I had just seen. And I said, for example, did you notice that what he, what he expressed there was a very real need? Right? And, and that it had come out kind of quietly? You know, his wave, his, his way of communicating was a little bit quieter than hers, but just as strong and certainly just as important. And I said, you know, did you, did you notice, like what I felt when he, you know, said that he was looking for romance was a pretty, a pretty significant need and desire, desire to connect with you. And what did I just say she'd come into the session looking for was more connection, more intimacy. So you see how the words were different and the approach was different, but, and, 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 and so because it was different, she was missing it, okay? And he was getting interrupted and sort of was like used to that and kind of just glazed over. And so when I drew this to her attention, I said, did you notice that you interrupted him a few times and you're not super connected to your body as you're listening? And so you're missing that he's, that he also wants the same thing as you. So you, so you can use, I'm hoping I'm explaining this well enough. Can you see how they're, they were two halves of the same thing, right? They actually, there actually was no conflict when you looked at it, you know? So, so I pointed this out and she totally shifted. She heard what I said. And that doesn't always happen, by the way. <laughs> I'll say something and people go, yeah, 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 I know. But, but, you know, I really want him to look at me more. It's like, okay, did you hear? Like, you're coming to me with, I want him to look at me more. We, we uncover what the real need is with her words, right? More intimacy, more connection. Then he expresses a need and desire for connection and she doesn't hear it. So they both want connection. They're both willing to connect. They're both still into each other after 35 years of marriage, which I thought was pretty epic and actually wanted romance and to be connected and to have good sex. So, so it was this really interesting moment. So her mode of communication, you know, with women, um, they tend to move quite quickly. Okay, They're, you know, our systems just go a little bit faster. Our energy is a little bit, tends to be a little bit faster. Um, our brains tend to work a little bit faster. This does not mean they're better. God, I hear feminists go on and on about this all the time, or just, I don't even know if I can, I don't even know if I can say feminists per se, but but I hear women do this a lot. You know, women are smarter or were, you know, more sophisticated or whatever. Yes, females can communicate overall in somewhat of a more sophisticated way because we've developed language, you know, differently. Because evolutionarily, while the men were out hunting in groups and staying silent, as one needs to do if one wants to catch dinner, then we were at home with babies strapped to our back, you know, gathering fruit or berries or whatever and chattering away. So yes, you know, we can, we can communicate, you know, a little bit more sophisticatedly. I'm not sure if that's a word, but it is right now. <laughs> so here's, but here's the gist of it. The, the thing of it is that that's not better. You know, when they're saying shit like that, they're, they're, they're indicating that, oh, you know, we're better or we're smarter. We're not. It's just a different way of communicating. So her brain went so quickly. And honestly, it, it, it fucks them just as much as being slow fucks, you know, a guy. Like if you're, if you're moving at 100 miles an hour, then you're missing, as was in, in this situation, the, you know, what was authentically coming 
towards you, right? The answer to what you need, you're missing it because you're going too fast. You know, you're processing so quickly that you're not even, you know, you're not even there for it. So what had happened with this couple was I pointed that out. She saw it right away. She's very intelligent and, and, and quite intuitive. She saw it right away and her whole system changed. And as he was talking for the rest of the session, anytime he spoke, she sat there very present and just listened and really took him in. And it completely shifted their relationship after 35 years because it turned, because I was able to show them. And did you notice I never told them what to do? or where to go, or who to be. But just by pointing out what they were doing that they weren't realizing they were doing, which is, which is what my entire practice is about. You know, I help you see what you're unintentionally doing that's, that's giving you what you are getting, right? A man comes to me, he's single, he doesn't know why. Great, I'll show you why. I'll help you see why, okay? Because something that you're doing is keeping, your, is keeping yourself single, right? So, <clears throat> so it was this really fascinating experience and, and, and she was able to really shift and take him in much more. The other thing that women tend to do when we go so quickly um, is, not just, is not just not here, but is also to um, crowd the men, okay? So guys out there, if you have been in relationships or you're in one now and you feel like, oh my God, she's on me all the time, Okay, that's not a good thing, dude. All right? You need to either communicate that, hence today's topic. <laughs> you need to figure out how to, you know, say what's going on and say what your needs are because that's the lifeblood of the relationship. If you're always bracing yourself when she's on the phone or you never know why she's mad when she's mad at you or she's expecting you to mind read or other unreasonable things that women do in relationships, then that's something that you need to empower yourself around. You know, you need to stand in your power. Don't, I said, stand in your power, not get mad or shout or fight. Okay, that's not, that's, all that does is put somebody on the defensive. Okay, then she's going to fight back and she's probably going to win because, I don't know, they just always seem to win. <laughs> but, um, but, but to go back to this, this really great example in this session, um, what she was doing by, by cutting into his story was, was kind of chipping away at him, like sort of pecking at him like a, like a hen, you know? And, and women kind of peck like hens, and then men sort of, you know, get a little bit numb to it or try and ignore it or something like that. And what he, all he really needed was some space. And then as soon as he was really given that space, then, oh, here comes all this beautiful communication that just needed, you know, 10 more seconds of space before, um, you know, before it could, it could come out organically. Does that make sense? So, um, so, so space and relationships, and we've talked about this. We've talked about space and boundaries um, and how to assert yourself in those times, you know, asserting yourself strongly um, without aggression. There's never any need for aggression ever, okay? Um, however, standing in your power and saying, no, here's what I need. I need you when I'm talking to not talk or to listen or to, you know, whatever it is that you need um, in your relationship. But I, but I encourage you to bring some awareness to this topic because, you know, I, I see it a lot and, um, and it's just... It's, it, it chips away at you, you know, in these little ways that we settle 
in our relationships that we really don't need to. Okay, it's really not necessary. So, so I want to talk a little bit about um, some some communication. So, why does most communication uh, get fucked up, for lack of a better term? Here's the thing. Let's say uh, you have a you're in a relationship, okay, and your girlfriend wants you to do the dishes, and you don't want to do the dishes, okay, and so you're fighting. All right. So the thing is, when she's, let's say, nagging you, okay, she's, she's pecking, and let's just say that you get super upset about that, okay? So you decide, so you, you, you lash out at her, right? Because this is what we tend to do, right? Don't. <laughs> Up your game. Be better. And that does tend, you know, it tends to happen when, when we're, we sort of go on to autopilot. So <clears throat> when you lash out about that, first of all, let me just talk for a quick second about emotional reactions. So if, if your girlfriend says, you know, or any woman in your life, this is not specific to relationships. If you are single, then this happens with any woman in your relationship. Could be your boss, your coworkers, your friend, you know, your, your friend's wife. I mean, whatever. It really takes, um, it can really take all forms. So any, so this is, you know, the role that women will have in your relationship. So as I talk about one example, you know, if you're not in a relationship, don't tune out you know, think about how it can apply to the rest of your life because these patterns are, you know, the, these situations are microcosms of a larger situation. So if you, if, if your girlfriend is, is pecking at you, you know, kind of like poking at you and you react really strongly, okay, that is not like, if we were to, to look at it from a, a thinking, considerate human perspective, that's not an appropriate response, right? If she, you know, pokes at you with, um, you know, a, a, an intensity level of two and you, you know, react back at her with an intensity level of nine, you would say that that is out of balance, right? Does that make sense? So here's one of the big, the big secrets of life. This is actually a really, um, a really huge deal. When you when you feel an emotional reaction in yourself that is out of proportion with what is currently physically around you, that's called an emotional reaction, okay? Uh, you're being triggered, okay? You'll hear me use that word a lot. And what that means is that something in your past, something in your psyche, in your psychology just got dinged, okay? In other words, something about the current situation reminds you, reminds some part of you of a past situation that is not in the here and now, okay? So that's really important because while it's relevant, okay, it's important that you have that, you know, that, that, that emotional reaction is there because when you're triggered, you know there's an issue there. That's your body telling you there's an issue there, okay? And if that's the case, you are no longer present, all right? You're no longer in your sane, reasonable adult mind here in the moment. And you know that because all that's happening to you irritation-wise is a, a level two intensity. You know, she's pecking at you or whatever the situation is, okay? So once you're out of that, once you're like, you know, she goes peck, 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 and you go, oh my God, or whatever. You know, you have this huge reaction. You're, you're reacting to something in the past, Okay. You're, you know, 
her pecking at you reminded you of your mother fussing about fussing at you when you were a kid and how irritating that was or how you were humiliated by it because your friends at school were around watching or um you know and that was a really really big deal okay um or you know she's she's nagging you about the dishes and it you know it, it reminds you and and you may not even have that thought you may not even remember your mother you know pecking at you when you were when you were a kid maybe you thought that's what parents did or that's how what love looked like or that's what all mothers did or that's da, 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 da. and so when a client comes to me and says you know I can't be in relationships I go that's interesting and then it turns out he can't be in relationships because women irritate him you know when they live together whatever and then oh by the way you know it's actually when she pecks at me. So, so see how like, my, so my line of questioning brings them down into themselves, into this, this deeper level of awareness. They're finding things out about themselves. Okay. So none of this is my suggesting, right? I'm just sort of like, that's interesting. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. What do you think of that? Um, and then we sort of, we, we drill down to, yeah, my mother was always fucking invading me. Always. Okay. Now, why is this relevant? This is relevant because whatever relationship you have with your parents, and that's why, and I'm so sorry to stereotype, like, oh, how does you feel about your mother? You know, what was your relationship with your mother like? But the reason that question is asked so much is because whatever situation you had with your parents when you were young, you recreate it throughout your life. Period. Sweetheart, there is no exception to this rule. <laughs> Okay. If you feel like you're an exception, you just haven't found it yet. And that's okay. That is as it should be. And it's great because then through the through the correct work, we can take it down to that base level and we can figure out what the problem is. Why does, you know, because because what'll happen is let's say you're that person whose mother invaded them all the time, that you will attract women who invade you. You know, that's very likely. That's one likely pattern that will develop from that initial wounding. Okay. The invasion wounding happens about three or four when the child tries to, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, tries to, tries to be independent, right? He's like establishing a sense of self. And for, in this parent child relationship that threatens the mother in some way, she feels like she's losing, you know, control or, um, or influence in some way. And then boom, you know, he's, he's out. Um, so she tries to like, she tries to, to, to cling on. Right. And the, and the child feels that's invasive. It's called the, the masochistic, um, character structure. Don't think too much into the name. Um, it comes because energetically they end up, uh, kind of trying to hurt themselves rather than try and rebel against, um, authority because there was no option to rebel against authority when they were a kid. So that's a little more detail maybe than you need, but, but ultimately, you know, if you're curious, that's, that's, what ends up happening. And there's, um, there's, there's five of those characterologies depending on when they're wounded. And we talk about all of this in my, um, uh, in my course. Uh, so if you, if you're interested in that, in more information about that, then, um, by all means, send me a note at dominiedrew.com. So, <clears throat> so, so we found the place, you know, where you're, you're, you're invasive. We said, uh, so I said that if, if your mother invaded you as a child, you may attract women who are always invading you. Okay. And because you think that's, that's love. 
right? That's what it's supposed to look like. So subconsciously, again, all of this is happening on completely subconscious levels. And that's what we do in my work is, you know, bring those unconscious levels to consciousness because boy, while they are unconscious, they are extremely powerful. You know, you can't, you can't really create, um, you can't create any lasting change while this work is unconscious, while this, these things are all happening under the surface. It's like trying to get control of yourself in the matrix without, you know, coming out of the matrix. It's like, well, you're in it. <laughs> you know, and that's what happens in these emotional reactions. You're in this relationship. She's, you know, pecking at you. You, you know, go numb, which is a defense, or you lash out, which is a defense, or you freeze and pretend everything's okay, which is a defense, or you leave, which is a defense. You see? Um, fight, flight, or freeze tends to be our, um, our methods of, of protecting ourselves when you feel threatened. And make no mistake, in those situations, you're feeling threatened. Okay. So, <clears throat> so, uh, so that's one situation. You, you could have grown up and, and had a, a pattern of attracting women who who um, who invade you like your mother. Another possible scenario is that if you had a mother who invaded you as a child, you may exclusively be interested in women who do not invade you and maybe go so far the other direction. So you can grow up, you know, recreating your childhood situation or you could grow up utterly in reaction to, okay, I'm never going to have a woman that does that to me because I hated that. And so then you attract women who don't care about you or who don't um, engage with you, or who are aloof and unattainable, because that's the opposite of being, you know, all up in your field and in your business all the time. Okay, so either of these, you know, you come to me, by the time you come to me, <laughs> you've got one, you know, one relationship pattern or another, and then, you know, we, we look at where they come from, but they can look like a lot of different things. So those are just two examples. So, so within communication, so what you have to understand in that moment when you, when, when you feel illogically angered by a situation, you are not communicating and, and you lash out. You're not communicating from that moment anymore. You're out of reality. Okay, you're triggered. All right, you might as well be four, you know, or eight or 12. Usually it's not any older than that. So you're, you're literally from a child place and you're like, mom, get off. <laughs> right? And your girlfriend's sitting there like wide-eyed, like, uh, what? <laughs> but what you're really saying, you know, you may say, you know, I don't want to do the dishes. Why, why don't you get off my back? Or, you know, and it's funny because little sort of teenager or childhood tones will kind of come out like that. <laughs> but but it'll, be, it'll be exactly that. So, so you know, she says X. And you say, you know, Y times four thousand, and 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 then she gets, and then not, just about always she'll get defensive. You know, the other person will get defensive because because now you've you've pissed them off because you're not just addressing this. Like for example, if you were not triggered, let's say I have a different wounding that has nothing to do with invasion, but I have a you know I have a boyfriend who who sort of pecks at me or nitpicks at me or something. And, I, and that does not trigger me, I would turn to that person and I would say, can you stop doing that? It's annoying or I, I really don't enjoy it. Can you, you know, can you kind of leave me alone? I don't like it when you treat me that way. 
You see how there's no energy? <laughs> there's no energy around it. This is really, really key. When you're communicating with energy, when you're like, fuck you, you know, that's almost never about the, the current moment. Okay, you're defending yourself. And chances are, you're not physically being attacked. Okay, if, I, if somebody's coming at me with a knife and I have a big reaction, that's what we would say with the adult mind is appropriate, right? But if my boyfriend pecks at me and I reach over and slap him or I, you know, I shout to the heavens or I, you know, go on a tirade or I get passive aggressive or I, you know, do any of these other sort of things which aren't necessary, all that's necessary is for me to say, please stop doing that. I'm not interested or whatever, right? So, so that's the difference between being triggered and, and not. If you have a huge amount of energy around something, either way, you, you hate it or you love it, that's usually a, a trigger of some kind. If you can respond with no energy, but calmly and clearly, do you, do you hear how when I, when I gave that situation um, of like, please stop doing that, I'm standing in my power. I'm not letting him walk all over me. I'm just not responding with like a, geez, God, fuck off. Or, or whatever, you know, response is like me sort of overreacting, right? Instead, I'd just be like, can you stop? Now, if they don't stop at that point, like then it, it makes sense for, you know, see what I mean? But there's always, there's always an adult way to go ar- about it. And if you're not engaging in, the, in those adult ways, then you're, you're triggered, okay? And you're being the child. It'll seem like they are, but really it's you. And are they being a child on their own? Yeah. Of course they are, but you can't heal somebody else's issues, okay? If you are the type of person who gets into relationships to fix people, oh boy. Where do I start? (laughs) It's really, it is a tempting thing to do, but it is ineffective. It is absolutely ineffective. Um, You know, to be fair, women do this more than men, Um, but men, you let it happen, you know, every time there's a, you know, every, every interaction, you know, if I hand you something and you take it, that took two people. You didn't have to take it, you know? So if I start dating you and try and fix you right away or ever, really, you know, it's just not to say that like, you're like, God, I have no idea how to dress myself. And I'm like, oh, I, you know, I have some ideas of what you might look good in. You can go, oh, that's, that would be great. That's like a mutual thing of like, hmm, maybe we could find you some clothes that fit. Side note, dudes, find clothes that fit. WTF. Like, I mean, I'm a child of the 80s. I appreciate like bagginess, you know, as much as the next person, but like, shoo, up your game. Depending on, you know, if you want to, as a friend of mine says, if you want to date a dime, you know, up, up your game. You really need to up your game. And that's really what this is about. This is about becoming uh, a man, a grown ass man. I don't care how old you are. If you're acting like a child, you're in irritating relationships that are like full of drama and teenage bullshit. It's like, is that the life you want to live? Seriously, take a minute right now. Think about your most recent relationship, whether you are in one or not. And be real honest with yourself, whether you're in your car, you're sitting down, you're listening to a podcast or whatever it is. Your last relationship, is that the type of person you want to be? You know? Or are you looking at people who are more successful, people who are more mature, people who are done with the bullshit and accomplishing something in life? And, and kind of wishing you were those person or even fantasizing that you are those people, but you're still engaging with children in your relationships. At some point, somebody's got to disengage. 
You can either be in that same relationship and be complaining about these same things, you know, and, and bitching about her pecking at you and feeling right. And, you know, these are, these are childish things. How old are you? You know, what are you putting up with in your life? Don't, don't go around blaming her. You're the one still dating her. You know, I've got a good friend whose best friend just married his girlfriend. And uh, I mean, everything I've seen and heard of that entire relationship is just terrible. And they just got married. It's been terrible for ages. And I think they're like, oh, we're just too far in. But that's bullshit. That's not a thing. That's like an accidental child. That's not a thing anymore, you guys. We have science. Sorry. Unwanted babies are not acceptable in any way, shape, or form. It's like throwing something out the, out of the window of your car. That is not an acceptable way to be anymore. Like, grow up. You know, get older. Be mature. Because at that point, at that point, you're, you're actually able to accomplish your goal because you're not, all your energy is not taken up with drama. You know, like I'm one of those very, very rare females who is legitimately anti-drama. I know people say that like, oh, I'm under drama, but can you believe what my friend did last week? And you're like, well, why, am I, why are we having that conversation? Like truly, I can, I can count the number of times I've sat with one or two people and spoken about someone else at any kind of length on one hand in the last like year. I don't do it, not interested, you know? And, you know, if there were three of those times, two of them were, I was saying things I had already said to that person, you know? So like direct communication, you know? You have a, do you have a problem with me? It seems like you have a problem with me. Should we talk about it in an appropriate venue? You know, if you're, if you're engaging in, in being passive aggressive, yeah, you're playing childhood games, which is fine, but then that's where you're going to stay, right? Because that's where you're choosing to, to place all your energy. You know, I don't know if you guys have heard of the, the parable of the two wolves. Excuse me. But it's one of my favorites. And uh, here's how I heard it. And it's probably been passed down however, however many times. But this is, this is my version, which I like. There's, an, uh, you know, in, in Native America, and there's this Native American grandfather and his tiny grandson. And they're sitting by the fire. And the grandfather is telling the son, the, the grandson about life. And he says, Inside every person, there are two wolves. And one wolf is love and one wolf is fear. And they are always, always, always fighting. And the grandson looks up at the grandfather and says, Grandfather, who wins? Which wolf wins? And the grandfather says, Whichever one you feed. And that's really, really, really important. You know, there's no agenda there. There's no one thing's better than another. You can spend your entire life in drama-filled relationships. There's no agenda. Nobody has any agenda for you outside of yourself. You know, there's no damning God who thinks that you're good when you do one thing and bad when you think when you do another. You know, that's not the way I've experienced, you know, the divine or however you'd like to call higher power. Um, you know, agenda is a human thing. Good and bad are human judgments. You know, those are, those are things that we've made up to make sense of the world. That's a survival thing that, that, makes, that makes sense, right? But there's no brownie points at the end of life. You know, I remember uh, at some point I was always doing that. I do yoga and, you know, I'm always trying to do better. I'm like one of those, I mean, I'm much better than I was, especially when I started 
I was like one of those ego yogurts. Like my teacher, you know, I remember a teacher once saying 90% of, of, of yoga related injuries are ego, or excuse me, if yoga injuries are ego related. 90% of yoga injuries are ego related. And it's so true. It's like you're trying to make that thing because I don't know, you think you should. And and I heard one teacher, she's she she said, you know, I was, I don't know, touch your toes. And I was like really stretching to like get as far down as I could. And I remember her saying, there's no brownie points for getting down further. And I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> But it was really true. I'm like, who am I trying to impress? It's like rushing to get somewhere. Where are you going? <laughs> you know, we have these sort of goals ahead of us. Like, okay, I'm going to get my business started and then I'm going to be happy. Okay, I'm going to meet a girl and I'm going to have a girlfriend and then I'll be happy. Uh, I'm going to marry my girlfriend and then I'll be happy. I'm going to get a job and then I'll be happy. It's like, well, well when? when it, what about now? Like, what if you just, because you may never get that job. Or more likely, you'll get the job and you won't be happy and you'll set a new goal and wait to be happy for the next thing. So, so you see this as there's always this sort of almost childlike part of ourselves where we're trying to like get the prize, you know? And then meanwhile, we're missing the actual prize, which is life. <laughs> so I lost my train of thought with that. Oh, so the wolves. So whichever one you feed. So this is important. So you know, you, your, your, your girlfriend does X, Y, and Z or some, you know, woman in your life, some person in your life. I'm making this, you know, I'm making this, uh, uh, relationship based and I'm making it heteronormative and it's, it's neither. Um, I'm just speaking that way for, for, for ease of communication. So please know that. Um, but yeah, somebody in your life, you know, drives you crazy and, and you, um, you know, and you decide how to respond. Okay. But I will tell you that if you're engaging in this passive aggression and you're, you know, you're trying to to win, you know, you're trying to win the fights. It's like, well, what are you going to get when you win? Will you have beaten her? You will have, you will have bested your, <laughs> your beloved. Very impressive. You know, it's like, there's no, there's no need when you think about it. There's, there's nothing that you're going to get at the end. So, so whichever one you feed. So, so, so the goal is, you know, to, to be aware that in those moments, there's, you're not reacting in the moment. You're not, you're not addressing the issue with that person, you're reacting to your, you know, parents or primary caregiver from when you were a kid. Okay. So, so that's really important. Um, so, so on that note, you know, so, so the argument may seem to be about the dishes, right? But what you're really fighting about is, you know, you're feeling invaded or what she's really arguing with you about is, you know, feeling like she has to maintain the household because you're not doing your part or, you know, or, or, or whatever. So, so if, you're, if you're fighting a lot or if the communication just isn't working, one person shuts down or leaves or something like that, be aware that almost never is that actually about the present moment, okay? And that gives you a lot of power because now all of a sudden you can be like, okay, well, what's really going on? You know, I know this is about the dishes, but Dishes don't seem like something I should get massively upset about. I wonder what's actually going on, you know, and sit with that and, and see what comes up. Give it some space. So, <clears throat> so remember that you're not communicating from the here and now, but with all of your past crap as well. So, so you're, you're looking at your girlfriend, but really you're reacting to your mother, that type of thing. Um, and then take it a step further. Realize that your partner is doing the same thing. 
Okay. Is she really freaking out about the dishes? Mm, Probably not. You know, maybe when the dishes aren't done and things are messy, she feels chaotic and out of control and that threatens her, you know, her livelihood or her life or did at one point when she was young. You know, things got chaotic. Family, you know, she didn't have a strong family container and, and boom, you know, chaos has that, has this effect on her. Okay. That's not about you. You know, try not to use that as a cop-out, but it's not about you. Um, and it's still very real. And it is in the moment. She's brought it into the moment. It's in the moment now. So even though it's not about the moment, it, it's become about the moment. Does that make sense? Um, so she's projecting. So that's what's happening is, is you're, you know, projecting on each other, right? Um, and so, so common pitfalls within, within uh, communication. Um, first of all, not taking responsibility for your shit. She's the one who's always bitching about the dishes. Okay. Well, is there any part of you that thinks that that may be, like there may be some responsibility on your end? Two things with that. One is, if she's bitching to you about it, it has something to do with you. Even if 1% out of the 100 is about you, some part of it is. So look for that. Like get in the habit of that. You know, when something shitty happens to me and it looks like I didn't do anything to create it or to contribute to it, I just assume that I did and look at it from that perspective. Because first of all, I probably did. And second of all, that's the only way I can improve because I can't control her, right? I can't, I can't fix the issues with your, you know, that you have with chaos, right? But I can, you know, I, I could certainly see that maybe I don't do the dishes as often as I could or, you know, whatever, whatever the situation is. But, but be aware that, you know, there's a piece, you've got a piece in it too, okay? And that's really important. So, so one, a major common, common pitfall is not taking responsibility for your shit. So with that couple that I spoke about in the beginning who wanted to, um, who, who wanted the more closeness, um, that was really, you know, as soon as I mentioned, you know, that she had kind of an unintentionally or unconsciously been invading him and actually was missing the very answer she was looking for by doing so, she stopped. You know, she didn't fight. She didn't defend herself. And sometimes people do, and that's fine. You know, I don't, I don't force anything. But all I did was invite her to see it a different way, and boom, she dropped right out of her ego because it was less important for her to be right than to be happy. You know? It's like she didn't need to prove how right she was. She just sort of let it go and was like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. That's, that's not what I want. I want to connect with my husband, right? So what's important to you? you know, in that moment? Is it more important to win or to have, you know, to connect and show your love to your partner or whatever? Um, so know that, that every issue that you have, especially the patterns, but everything really that comes into your life experience is at least partially yours. So learn what your, what your issues are and really take responsibility for your part. And then take responsibility, uh, God, don't take responsibility for stuff that is not yours, okay? And yes, it takes a little bit of work to start to learn to decipher, you know, what's yours and what isn't. Assume some part of it is, that's important. And, um, and then don't take responsibility for the rest, you know? Um, if she's pecking at you all the time, you know, one of the easy way outs, easy ways out might be to um, 
to just acquiesce. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Well, that doesn't sound accurate, does it? Right? So you're just being a doormat as a defense, right? Giving in as a defense. Um, and you're taking responsibility. Or you, some people do it enthusiastically. I'll see the, you know, the one part of the couple, you know, blame the other for something and the other just, God, yeah, you're right. I'm the worst, you know? And so it, that is on some level this unconscious, you know, attempt to, to really um, uh, bond with the other against the self. It's like, I'd rather be on, I need your love. So I'd rather be on your team than on mine. And that's what we call being a doormat, amongst other things, okay? Um, so don't take responsibility. So, you know, if she's like, you know, I need the dishes done all the time and I need them done immediately and that's just what I need in this relationship. And you go, okay, well, hang on. You know, you need to, to do your part and maybe if she's doing other things that you don't want to do, then maybe you could just do dishes. But like, if that's just a blank, she's assuming you're going to do shit, like, well, hold on. Because <laughs> I'm also in this relationship. Like, you're also allowed to take up space, right? To be a person, to stand in your power. That's what all this is coming back to, right? So, so what are solutions for this? So, um, this is going to sound a little cliche and I apologize for it up front, but fucking I statements, man. I tell you what, uh, I was, um, I got certified in NVC in nonviolent communication, God, when I was like 17. And um, what it does is, you know, an, an I statement is like, instead of being like, you never do the dishes. Um, that's a bad example, actually. Um, if you're like, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're always late or you make me feel, you know, you make me feel this. You're, you're always mad at me. Um, you, you flip it around. Okay, well, um, I, feel, I feel anxious a lot um, because I, I'm a, uh, I've started assuming that you're going to be angry at me um, and it's making me uncomfortable in this relationship. You know, or um, I feel, um, you know, I feel too much responsibility. I feel a lot of responsibility, like I have to do the dishes. I feel, you know, it's, uh, none of these are very good examples. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have thought some out before I, uh, before I got on air. Um, but basically, it's flipping around, flipping it around to say to to shape how the situation is affecting you personally, because that's all. If you think about it, you can really confirm, right? That's all that you can 100% say for sure is how you feel, because you don't know what's going on in the other person. So you can't be like, well, you know, you make me, you know, your jealousy makes me crazy. Okay. All you can say is, I feel restricted. You know, because when we go out, you know, I'm always waiting for you to to have a je another jealous episode or something like that. Um, or I feel, you know, a lack of trust. You know, I feel you don't trust me because, you know, and it's it's important to stick to to actual feeling words too. I feel mad, sad, glad, bad. Um, actual emotions because otherwise you'll do what I'm doing a little bit here, which again, I apologize for, um, which is I feel like, <laughs> like when people first start doing I statements, like they'll be like, you're an asshole. And I'm like, okay, can you, can you phrase that in an I statement? And they'll be like, yeah, I feel like you're an asshole. <laughs> well, okay. Um, not quite getting there yet, but, but, but let's work on it. <laughs> 
So I feel like you're an asshole <laughs> does not qualify as an I statement, <laughs> as tempting as it may be from time to time. So, <laughs> so watch that. Uh, I feel like you're a dick. Uh, I feel like you're a pain in my ass. I feel like you're ruining my life. Anytime you say, I feel like, that's not an I statement. Okay. Um, you know, I, I feel sad, you know, because, you know, of this situation, whatever. I want to connect with you more because when we, you know, when we go out or, you know, because you're at work all the time and, you know, I'm feeling a need for connection, whatever, whatever. Okay. And as I said, it's, it's a pretty well-known technique and it can be kind of, um, you know, over, overly talked about or whatever, but I gotta say, it is wildly effective, okay? Here's another really important thing about this. When you make a statement about you, it cannot be argued against. And that's really important. Because as soon as you say you're an asshole, person's gonna go, no, I'm not. Or, fuck you, you're an asshole. Or, you know, you're always yelling at me. Or, you know, in these sort of like big, wide, vague statements. That's another, another area of conflict is people fighting about things that are not the actual issue. Um, so, so when you're, so when you're, when you're making that sort of statement, talk about you. How do you feel? What is the problem with you? You know, um, I feel you know, I feel jealous when, when we go out together, you know, because other guys are looking at you. And then, you know, if you can take another level, like why, why does it other guys looking at your girlfriend make you jealous? What does that say about you? Are you insecure that she's going to go off with someone else? Do you not think that you're worth keeping her? Yada, 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 yada. Right. So you can sort of go from there. But if you use an I statement, you can't really fight against it. Okay, remember, I feel like you're an asshole does not count. <laughs> so so when you're when you're coming up to it, like I feel like you're an asshole, they'll be like, well, I feel like you're a bitch. Like, uh, all right, so we're not really getting anywhere here. <laughs> but if you have, you know, an actualized statement about your sentence, then they can't, you know, I I feel I feel jealous when we go out. What are they gonna say to that? No, you don't. Well, can't say that. I just, my feelings, like, you know, so feelings are kind of a non-threatening thing. And, and while it may not sound sort of like cool to, to listen to shit like this, like you can do this with, and, and still sound pretty smooth, um, and, and, and be more grown up. And genuinely, if she doesn't appreciate you being, you being more grown up, then you, you need to rethink that like a lot. Okay. Um, so fighting about shit that is not the issue is another really big one. Um, so just be aware of that. Um, you know, if she's talking about the dishes and then you're like, well, you're bitching at me all the time about everything. Um, okay. Wait, what? <laughs> and to be fair, I think women do this. I think women do this more than men on the whole. Um, but they'll sort of like pull in something else. And look, if if you're fighting with, fighting with a woman like and you're you're arguing you're like okay well you know she's like I need you the dishes and you're like well I need you to or let's say you tell her you're like I need you you know you're not doing the dishes I need you to do the dishes and then she says well you've never supported me getting my master's degree ever and then you're like what 
What's the proper response to that? Fucking call it. Remember, communication, communication, communication. If the if if she's going way out of left field and you're still, you know, stay where you are, stay grounded. Okay. Don't follow. If you're like, I did too support you in the master's program. All right. Well, now we're both off the rails. Right. So I should call this like how to fight 101. <laughs> so if she's changing topics, bring her back. Okay. I hear that that's important to you. We can talk about that later. Right now, this is about the dishes. It's just about the dishes. I really need you, you know, I really need more help with the dishes or, or, or whatever. Or I need to, you know, I hate doing dishes so much that I feel like I'm, I'm you know, I'm never really going to want to do them. Is there, any, is there any way that I can contribute in some other way? And dishes can be your thing and I'll vacuum and dust or I don't know, whatever, right? But it's not like, there's not like there's one solution that you're heading for, okay? Find a way to make it work. And this is, you know, again, I'm using the example of relationships, but this works, you know, everywhere. You know, your coworker is like, you're playing your music too loud. Okay, well, too loudly. Sorry, adverbs. Um, okay, well, it's really important to me that I listen to my music because I'm, you know, 50% more effective when I do, right? See how I threw that in? Because your coworker may have a, an, a, an investment in you being effective. So you're, you're sort of putting yourself on their, on their team. Like, yeah, we both want me to be effective because we're working on the same project and you want me to get my shit done. And music really helps with that. So maybe, I don't know, maybe you could use headphones or maybe I could listen to it for half an hour and then take half an hour off. Or, you know, it's like when you're not triggered and you're not flipping out and you're sort of responding like an adult, world's your damn oyster, you know? And this is just, and if this feels kind of out of, um, out of your reach, it really isn't, you know, it really isn't. Um, it's just a matter of becoming a little bit more conscious, you know, waking up a little bit more. So, um, so I statements are great. Um, uh, you know, keeping, just talk about what you're actually fighting about. Don't go wide. Don't go you know, massively into the, into the future, into the past. Stick in the fricking here and now like glue. And yeah, it's going to take a lot of work to do that sometimes because she'll pull you right, left, and center, or he'll pull you right, left, or center because they want to win rather than actually solve the problem. So keep your eye on the prize. The goal is to solve the problem, not to beat your partner, okay? Um, another good tip, don't address the problem while you're still mad, okay? Sometimes you're triggered and you just need some fucking space, okay? Stop talking about it and come back to it later, all right? What does that actually mean? What have we said this entire time? Communicate, 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 communicate. If you need some space, if you can tell this is not going anywhere and you're just fighting and fighting, cut it off. You know what? We both want this to be over, right? Again, I'm aligning our agendas. Okay, well, neither of us, I'm assuming neither of us want to fight. Okay, if one of you really wants to fight, there isn't a problem. They just enjoy fighting or both of you enjoy fighting. This is not going to work. Okay, if they're fighting at you for the sake of fighting, then you're not in a very mature relationship. And again, you either need to bring that to their attention and hopefully that will adjust things. And if it doesn't, you need a different relationship. You know? Um, this is really about upping your game, which is about raising your standards. That's what I, that's what I mean when I say up your game. Do better. So, <clears throat> so be more mature. Yeah, there's some negative pleasure in that. Negative pleasure is a thing. Um, like when you're, you're fighting, you're like kind of winning and you kind of like do want to win. You want to squash another person or make them 
or punish them or make them pay. You know, those, these are all these things. There's nothing embarrassing about that. Everybody has that. They just don't admit it. Um, try and let that go. Again, you want to reach your goals. You want to make something of your life. You want to make a difference in the world. You want to make, this is the same rules apply for making money. The longer you stay attached to, to petty drama and, and relationships that, you know, are passive aggressive or drama filled fighting, fighting for the sake of fighting, you know, childlike relationships, you're going to stay in that, in that mentality. And, and that's, that's where you're going to be, you know? Uh, I, I, am, I imagine most, you know, CEOs, most people who have really accomplished major business goals don't have relationships that are that immature, which is not to say they have great relationships, but that's specifically a childlike problem. Um, and usually with a childlike problem, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to, to accomplish really adult, adult things. Okay. So, so be more mature. Don't address the problem while you're still mad. Have the presence of mind to sit down and go, you know what? Um, I need, I'm, I'm upset. I'm angry at you. I'll come back, but I need some space right now. That's it. I'm upset. I will be back and I need to go. Okay. That tells her that you're not abandoning her, which can happen if you just slam the door and say, I'm out of here. She doesn't know if you're coming back. So be like, I will be back when I have calmed down or whatever. And then you take your damn time. Okay. Let the trigger die out. This isn't about that. You know, you're upset about something else. If you can, if you have somebody you can talk to, call me, go through my program. We'll sort all your shit out and this won't even be a problem anymore. All right. So holding your boundaries and taking space where you need it. Very important. Um, and then in that space, examine your own part of the issue. Okay. Before you, before you bring it to your partner. All right. Well, it's about the dishes, but why was I really so incredibly angry about? Like, I don't think it was dishes. All right. Well, you know, work's been stressful. I have no outlet for that. I have nothing that I can, you know, punch or hit or, you know, work at it out at the gym or whatever it is that you do to, to, to move your stress. I recommend therapy sessions, but that's because I get anger out better than most people I know. Um, examine your piece. You know, is this really about her? Is this really about this? You know, however you need to process, you need to learn about yourself, figure out where to process that shit. Um... And then you come to her and you say, listen, this part wasn't about you and this part was. You know, I, I really do need help with the dishes. And, you know, I didn't need to react that much. That was on me. I'm sorry. Learn to apologize, y'all. There is no benefit to, a, to avoiding that in life. It's just, it's an important thing. And when you apologize, people's defenses come down like that. You know, it, it brings them right down. And then active listening. You know, when your partner says the same thing, Sit there and listen. Actually listen. You know, it won't kill you. You don't need to be, you know, don't have to wait for your turn to talk or figure out how you can use her words against her or, you know, you know, sit there with and listen with your entire body. Just totally take her in and see what, see what kind of difference that makes in your relationship. Even if you just tried that. Even if you just took a minute and thought to yourself, you know, don't even think. No thoughts. Just be empty and receive and let her in. I would be, and, and, then, and then send me your response and, on Twitter and, and let me know how it works because it's a pretty powerful thing to be able to do that. So we have covered a huge amount on communication today. Uh, that, was, uh, that was a great one. Really glad to have connected with you guys on that. So I hopefully you have some, some helpful things. 
I hope that you can um, some, come away with some practical tools on how to deal with um, with communication issues. They're really common. Don't feel badly. And, you know, put some effort in to fix them. And, and as always, this is fixing your relationship with yourself first. And the relationship with others comes from there. So it's been great connecting with you. Much love to everyone. I look forward to seeing you next week. All the best. Ciao. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.